0: After Breakfast with Mark Elliott and John Kelly. So we're doing our podcast today as we're awaiting a phone call from a potential um, workday bonus winner. So if the call comes in, we'll just have to put a pause and then get back to this. Uh, as okay. we as we uh, do that today, John Kelly, Mark Elliot, and Big Boss Diane, who we can't call you by your radio name.
1: Nobody knows me by that here. So uh-huh. no.
0: <laughs> Everybody though there in in, the, in your building has seen you as the big radio star on video, haven't they?
1: Oh, um, I don't know. I isn't think it, so. Thanks to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, Big Boss Diane is. I've um, uh, been in radio since she was four. And uh, back in the early days, there's a great video of her floating around the internet on the radio with your hair. Big hair. So uh, with your big hair. So today, our po- our podcast topic today is brushes with celebrity. Mm. And it all started when um, uh, Don Wells passed away. When we started talking about this on the radio, this is like before Christmas, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think yeah. it was.
0: Uh-huh. But he, She passed away. Don Wells, uh, it turns out, a guy I used to work with by the name of Tom Fisher. In fact, he, he would worked for me at a radio station in Indiana after college became uh, somebody who worked for Don Wells as like a personal assistant in Idaho doing this film festival that she did. So I have an autographed Don Wells picture. And whenever anything came up, Tom would like get her on the phone. I mean, she was a very nice person by the way. So that was my brush. In, which would us to thinking about the story that we know about um, Tina Louise. Ginger. What was his Hmm. name? His name was Tom.
1: His name was Tom too.
0: Yeah. Well, his name was Tom. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, and Tom worked for Procter and Gamble. Do you want to tell the story, Diane? since you were there?
1: No, you can tell the story and I'll just add the color.
0: So, um, Diane and I were working together at a radio station in Cincinnati and we knew this Tom, I wish I could remember Tom's last name who worked for Procter and Gamble. Tom was very young, just out of college. And Procter & Gamble is based in Cincinnati, Ohio, and they do a lot of production of television shows. So that was Tom's job, and he would fly to California all the time. And his office in California was next to Wolfgang Puck's Spago restaurant, which I don't even think is open anymore. I don't think so. I think it's closed. So he would go to Spago for lunch because he had a expense account from Procter & Gamble, for heaven's sakes. And he runs into Tina Louise. Well, oh, actually, he doesn't run into him. Tina Louise is actually having lunch at the table next door, or next next to him. So not next door, but then, so he's sitting at a table at Spago with somebody else who's really young, who works for Procter and Gamble, and Tina Louise is sitting at the table next to him. Wow! And of course, being a young Midwest recent college graduate, <laughs> what does he do? He starts whistling the Gilligan's Island theme, oh, <laughs> oh boy. very low. Dun, they, dun, dun, yeah, dun. they start doing it together. And what happens? They get thrown out of Spago. <laughs> Literally, get physically thrown out before lunch is served because Tina Louise isn't having it.
1: <laughs> not happy about that.
0: So I understand that Tina Louise is not an easy person to uh, deal with. She's the only one left, though. Yeah, she. If the is. Gilligan's Island question, you got to ask Tina Louise.
1: She's it.
0: Because even Sheldon, what's his name? He's gone too. So yeah, they're all gone. Gilligan. So, All but if them. you do run into Tina Louise, do not start singing the the Gilligan's Island theme.
1: No, I I read a, I remember I read it, read an interview where she said that she literally ruined her career uh, because oh. she could never get out of that. She was typecast. Yeah, she was much, typecast. Yeah. So she was ginger forever. So she was bitter. She's a bitter woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh there are so many. of course John you're the one that has no uh, brushes no. with celebrity at you have all no do you? brushes uh, I live in a cave with a rock named Ed it's oh, just you know I, 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 up North <laughs> Michigan I mean the celebrities are they come around I just I just can't afford you it didn't, I
1: ran into uh, we saw Martha Stewart in, in Charlevoix. i will see yeah, <laughs> yeah?
0: Um, I'm just unlucky uh, let's see uh, I'm trying to think. Of course, we were also talking about the fact that how many times have you been in like the, the the private room? John Parr was standing next to me, uh, yeah. at a at a bathroom in St. Louis.
1: Yep, and I had uh, 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 Laura Branigan. She was in the next stall. Oh. <laughs> I didn't hum Gloria though.
0: Yeah, well, she probably would have liked that. Probably, and- <laughs> probably. <laughs> Uh, Laura Branigan long gone. Although, uh, but since we're telling stories about brushes with celebrity, there's one that has to be told here. Wait a second. Let me find the right button. Nope, not the right button. Here it is. Now, back in 2001, right after he left the presidency, President William Bubba Clinton spoke at a convention in Los Angeles hosted by the Radio and Records magazine, no longer in business. It was a great speech and I was at the convention. I was very lucky to be able to attend the Radio and Records convention in 2001. And Bill Clinton, no matter what you think of him politically, we already know what one person that listens to this show (laughs) thinks of him politically because she's already called. Uh, But... um, Uh, he's a great speaker. He really is a fantastic, it was a, it was a fabulous speech that he did. And afterwards, Radio and Records Magazine invited a number of people to meet him, shake his hand and get your picture taken with him. And I was lucky enough to be in that line. So the line, you know, went around and, and I'm watching and I'm far away as I'm seeing people get their picture taken with a president, a former president at this point, but a president. And I'm thinking, I'm going to say something to him. I'm just not going to walk up. I'm going to start a conversation. I'm convinced I'm going to do this. Bold. Because it's like, you know, I'm there. What other chance do you have to start a conversation with a with a president? So I'm waiting in right. the line. boo doo People are taking pictures. boo doo I get up towards the front of the line, and the handler says, reach out your right hand. Walk over. The president will shake your hand. He will, will point to the camera. The picture will be taken. Okay, that's cool. So I get up there, I walk over, and my right hand is sticking out. The president is looking right in my eyes. I mean, he's seriously making serious eye contact. Oh. And I reach out with my right hand. He reaches out with his right hand. I go, Mr. President, I really enjoyed listening to your speech. And he goes, smile, and we turn around, and we get our picture taken. As I notice, his left hand is right on the small of my back. All right? So you can just imagine, he's to my, I guess it would be technically to my right, I'm shaking his hand with his right hand, his left hand is a small on my back. I begin to make conversation. He pushes me out of the way.
1: He oh, buddy so we can get to move the along. next
0: person and shake their hand. And that was my experience. Shaking hands uh. with a president. Wow. wow. I start the conversation. He says, "Smile, The picture's and taken. Move, and on. I'm gone."
1: You want so. to tell the story about Julia Child?
0: That's right. We did run into Julia Child in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Mm, yes. Wow. That was and,
1: fun. We were having dinner at upstairs at the pudding, which is was the restaurant at the hasty pudding, which was unhearted. On, on the Harvard, Harvard campus. Yeah. Yeah. They do okay. the, the, uh, improv there, ah. but there was a great restaurant upstairs. So having dinner up there and it was a fabulous dinner, great waiter, and and julia child lived in cambridge oh, yeah. okay so i made jokes all day about oh maybe we'll see julia child so having dinner and all of a sudden you could hear hoo, 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 you know she yeah, exactly <laughs> it's like wait wait it's a d- i think it's her and she came in sat down with two or three other people we never saw our waiter again
0: wow
1: <laughs> it took like I don't know, an hour just to get the check
0: it was like but- service of a lifetime to no service whatsoever mm-hmm all well, of a sudden it was, it, like, it was all of a sudden it was like we had no shoes and no shirt then <laughs> <got nothing. laughs> no, no service bye right, right. but oh. you know,
1: it was all I could do she looked like she was having such a great time with her friends oh, nice. I just wanted to go over and say something but I didn't
0: I, I'm not one to do that I mean I'm, I'm not either I'm not one to ask somebody for an autograph or anything yeah. else you know
1: but I got to tell you if I ever saw Ina Garten I would tackle her <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I don't think she'd be easy to bring down. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, <laughs> oh, here I we go. I'd be hanging on
1: to her, like, I love you, Aina.
0: <laughs> so, the see, I have one more story left uh, Pete Rose. Uh, oh, uh, I had Pete Rose working at a radio station I was working at in Cincinnati. And we had a party for advertisers. And uh this is another Tom, Tom Severino, uh, bless his heart uh, was the general manager, one of the funniest guys in the history of the world. And I were standing there and advertisers were around and Pete was glad handing people. Was this before or after he was in prison? I think it was after it was after it was after prison. And, uh, Pete comes over to talk to us Says, think things are going. Okay. We go. Yeah. He says, yeah, she's a, she, she, she made a pretty big impact and pointed to his wife who was wearing the lowest cut shirt that you could imagine. Now this isn't his wife now who would even, yeah, she was, let's put it this way. She had him out on the front porch for everybody to look at. (laughs) Ah. And he's like very proud of uh, what he brought and thought that would be a good way to attract advertisers. Thank you, Pete. That show lasted about three months, (laughs) not a success. And that I can't think of any more. Anybody think of any more? No. Bob Knight. Well, Bob Knight. That's right. All right. Tell your Bob Knight story. That actually is a pretty good story. (laughs) So
1: I was um, very young, just you know, one of my first jobs in radio. And there was a golf tournament in Fort Wayne, Indiana, that every year was like a celebrity—you got to, you paid money to play with celebrities—and it was a big fundraiser okay. kind of thing. So Bob Knight was there, and this is you know right after Indiana had won uh, you know a couple of national championships. So he was you know he was big time. Okay. And uh, he was putting you know finishing on the 18th green and you know everybody wanted to talk to him and everybody kind of rushed up there and I went up first and kind of stuck my microphone up there and he like looked at all the guys and then kind of smiled and put his arm around me and walked me off the green and he goes when did they start letting girls do this and I go when we could do it better and that was it he talked to me for like 10 minutes great yeah he was it was a it was a great interview
0: it was a meaner comment than you made it sound though (laughs) when did they let girls start doing this (laughs) oh boy and uh and diane to her credit looks up and says when we could prove we could do it better and then he chuckled and uh, (laughs) yes he did he did chuckle was that the year Isaiah Thomas cussed all through his yes, speech? I think yeah, it was. Yeah, he was, uh-huh, he was if, you're, if you're an Indiana fan, you know the fact that Isaiah Thomas didn't say a cuss word until he got in front of a group of people at a golf club in Fort Wayne and has never lived it down. And I don't think he's ever been invited back either. No, I don't think so. Mm. So where's Bob Knight's not invited back either? Mm. No. <laughs> so that's – all right. And uh, nothing more from – so nothing. Hey, There's John's uh, contribution. So uh, this is how I get the zero. It, uh, the, the brushes with, well, maybe we could do that on the air one day. If other people, if people uh, have brushes with celebrities or we yeah, can make you know, a in the, contest. In the of summer,
1: it. in the summer, you know, you always read about people seeing so, you know, somebody on Mackinac Island or somebody walking around Traverse City or so you probably have a pretty decent show with that. Yeah.
0: I know there was a radio station somewhere who had a prize for getting a celebrity to call the radio station. Oh Yeah. So you, they would get, said if you could get, if you're a listener that could get a celebrity to call the station and mention the listener's name that they would give you a prize. But I don't know how exactly they judge celebrity. So we'd have to come up with a yeah. way to say if you're really a celebrity. Otherwise, you know, we'd just get a whole bunch of calls from like, you know, the captain or something. Right. Uh, <laughs> Jack O'Malley's buddies would call all the time. And no, sorry. He doesn't really qualify. Uh, and... uh so, so we'll think about Brushes with Celebrities. Uh, Friday's podcast hopefully will be kind of a uh, an interview. I've reached out to a couple of people about doing interviews for the Friday podcast. So we'll work on that. Um, thanks for listening. Remember, if you'd like to sponsor a podcast, reach into between the cushions of your couch, look for whatever coins you've got, and send them to mark at light96.com.